This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. You're listening to Bad Fishing for News podcast with your host Ryan Milford and Sean Lambert. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Bass for Noobs coming back at you for the first time in 2021. Uh, I'm your host, one of your co-hosts, Sean Lavery. With me, as always, is my good friend Ryan Milford. What's up, Ryan? What's going on, Sean? It's been a while. Happy New Year, brother. Yeah, you too. Did you have a good Christmas? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was pretty laid back with the Rona and everything, but uh, sometimes that's nice. My wife had been asking for a couple years to have a quiet Christmas for once, and one way or another, we got it. So, Yeah, yeah I feel you. We've been uh, fighting with all that ourselves the past few weeks. So, Yeah, you've had a little bit of a rough go of it lately. So, Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, uh, for the you know kickoff of 2021, we'd like to welcome a fellow Tennessean for Ryan, um, Mr. John Dalton, to the show. He's uh, the uh, he runs uh, Creek Fishing Adventures on YouTube and Facebook, um, probably some other social media too. I yeah. guess. Welcome to the show, John. It's nice to meet you. Well, thanks. I'm uh, it's glad to be here. <laughs> cool. Um, so, uh, we'll just get started like we usually do. We'll just have you, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, where who you are, where you're from, um, how you got into fishing. And we'll start from there. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I started fishing in little creeks and stuff when I was real little, we lived by this stream and then, um, we moved around, I was born in Kentucky. So, um, we kind of moved from Kentucky to Tennessee and then, um, you know, I started playing basketball and <laughs> stuff like that. And that really took up a lot of my time and just. And from high school and even like in my twenties, this is you know basketball, maybe trucks and stuff. And then and I ended up moving when I was twenty six. I moved from uh, over in Clarksville, Tennessee, over here to East Tennessee. And um, I was like, I, I need a new hobby. I, I always fished, but I was like, I kind of started getting back into it a lot more. I found, I met some guys that I worked with. I, I did I did heat and air. I've been doing that for since out of high school. So um, you know, I was I was fishing it whenever I had time and finding little streams and then, um, you know, meet, going different places and just having fun exploring lots of these little out of the way places and little streams and just real simple, mostly bank fishing type stuff. And, and then, uh, I started looking on YouTube, you know, and, you know, I'm always that guy that's like, ah, I wish I could have been on YouTube or <laughs> if I only had the skills for that, those guys are so lucky. And, um, and uh, I'm like, ah, why don't I just start making videos? <laughs> had no idea, no experience, didn't know a single YouTuber, you know, and um, I'm like, I'm just going to do it, but I'm going to do it like fishing creeks and stuff, like just small streams, a lot of ultralight, trout magnets, little um, little, <coughs> little lures, and just, you know, wait, a lot of waiting and just going little places. And 
uh, it took like two years, but after about two years of doing that, it really took off. Now I've been doing it for four and a half years. I'm, uh, last year, that's all I did. So I'm, I'm totally living off of my YouTube income. And uh, wow. yeah, so it's like, awesome. like, what's what's next now? So That's the um, dream job right there, man. Congrats. Yeah. I nev never thought it would ever like, I was like hoping to make, uh, you know, $100 a month to buy a new fishing pole or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it just kind of, you know, at about a year and a half, two years, all of a sudden just boom, a really big jump. And it's been a steady increase since then. And um, I just signed on a, uh, a my second like official like partnership or sponsorship, whatever it's called um to the starts this year so i'm kind of starting to see how getting into that start part of the um youtube thing and starting to travel more and fishing anywhere i can really neat awesome yeah, that's, that's awesome. cool and, and we actually got a lot more in common than i realized you know besides fishing you know we both live within tennessee within probably two hours of one another We're, yeah. i'm from kentucky originally also <laughs> and uh and I've been around the HBAC business all my life. Okay. My dad does. So yeah. <laughs> we, yeah, we got that's a lot cool. in common. Yeah. So mostly skinny water. That's where you started to kind of stick, but you, do you branch out from that at all? Or that's, that's yeah, your I, um, I'll do anything. Uh, I, I fished the ocean like a couple times and I've gone out. Uh, I got a buddy, um, uh, Tyler, he fishes Dale hollow off his boat. So, I, so if I do any fish like that, it's up to somebody else. Um, I'm, I went out, we went out there the other day. I caught one fish, so it didn't do too good. But um, mostly, I stick to real simple, um, just and I, I like to go these out of the way places where, or like little ditches where people aren't really targeting or or not thinking much about it, and just enjoying anything I catch. I'm not going. I'm not really trophy fishing, um, really at all. I'm just going whatever I can catch and have fun with. And I, I've I've I was glad I started watching a lot of y'all stuff recently because. I am getting more into kayaking now and um, I'm trying to kind of get into that and it's, it's, I'm kind of figuring it out a little bit and just, um, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I'll stick with my, mainly like small water stuff, but I'm trying to branch out and do a little bit of everything. I, uh, I was just having that conversation with uh, online outdoorsman about uh, oh, yeah. how I get excited with any kind of fish I catch. If it's a creature, <laughs> you know, I, I still get excited like yeah. a five-year-old kid, you know, so I definitely feel you there, man. So, um, I did see, uh, a couple of your videos Yeah, you were on a kayak. So I was like, Hey, cool. Maybe he's, uh, you know, maybe we can bring him to over to the dark side, you know, get him <laughs> <laughs> in a small plastic boat, but yeah. So um, you got your, get your own kayak or you've been, yeah, I, now I bought one like three years ago. The first one I ever bought, it's just like a, um, some dolphin King sport, you know, just regular pedal. I, I've had it all over the place, but, um, and I, I actually just, I'm buying one off a friend um this weekend um it's another little it's actually a small it's a 10 foot i'm getting a 10 foot because i wanted to be able to travel with it just something easy to travel around but yeah. uh, I, i'm hoping to get like a pedal drive coming up because i did i've done a um i've been signing up for these um monthly uh online tournaments for the 10 cat and um i did one meetup and i, I want to start trying to do more of those and you know just kind of meeting new people and you know and just getting into that area of it give your listeners a chance to come out and meet you in person, I guess. Yeah. It was weird. Cause, um, that's, I quit, you know, last, it was last fall. I quit. And I was like, I'm going to be like, have people meet up at Bass Pros and this and that. <laughs> and then COVID. And I'm like, I don't want to, I'm not sure what to do, but I, I traveled all over the place and I have met a lot of people, but hopefully coming up more, uh, at least local stuff, I'll be able to kind of do some local fishing and stuff like that. Get together with people. Cool. You mentioned Dale Hollow. We had our, our meetup down at Dale Hollow. Uh, when was that, Ryan? What month was that? Back in uh, October. Yeah. yeah. So that was definitely an adventure for me. That was the farthest I've driven to fish for by far. So yeah, that was definitely a good time. Uh, Dale Hollow kind of humbled me a little bit, but uh, it humbled all of us. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It, it was not a good weekend for fishing. It, it was a uh, entertaining weekend, but as far as fishing, it, Definitely had its uh, more comedic moments. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, Y'all are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so uh, when you're when you're targeting uh, skinny water, like you said, uh, you, you're going for whatever bites or. Uh... <coughs> yeah, um, I'd I'd love multi species stuff, so I love to mix it up. 
um, a lot, I've been going more and more for uh, like more small mouse, uh, as I'm, I'm really trying to really target them more. And I'm exploring a lot of creeks throughout middle Tennessee. And, um, that's why I'm trying to get more into kayaking. Cause you can just, you can float down some of these little rivers and creeks that you can just, you know, float right up on these fish or just, you know, go through places that nobody's fishing. You know, they're, that's what I love about the creeks and streams. Those, those fish are like totally wild, you know, it ain't like, and a lot of times they're not getting caught very often. You know, you're going and catching some feisty, strong little fish. And I, I mean, yeah. I, I like to catch um, all around stuff, but, you know, I'd probably be targeting more smallmouth. And then um, we got a couple of streams around me that are really got a lot of spotted bass in them. And um, I like catching those too. Okay. How do you go about finding places to go? Just uh, what's your, what kind of tools you use to do that? Oh, uh, yeah. That it's just like a, um, I don't know, it's anything that you have like a passion for. That's all I do. So even when I work heating and air, you know, I did service. So I'm like driving around all the places. I'm, every time I come across a bridge, I'm like kind of marking it in my mind <laughs> and like, Hey, I might come to back to that. I, I've been to so many places where even, I, even after experiencing it, I'll be like, I'll, I'll go there and be like, there's, there's nothing there, but I'll go down there and give it a try. And you, you come across a deep hole that's three foot deep and there's like a couple, you know, one pound bass in there or something like that. And just, it's, it's fun to catch that. You catch that. The biggest fish out of the hole is that, that King fish. And, um, that's, what's cool about targeting a lot of these small streams and stuff is like, you're just, you're getting, you're getting that hungriest, biggest fish that's in there. And, um, but yeah, I'm just always looking, looking on Google earth. And, um, now I'm starting to try to track down a lot of kayaking points. So, you know, I'm, you know, looking at places, typing in places all the time on YouTube or, you know, Google or who has, um, there's a lot of, uh, with those um, kayak services and stuff that'll drop you off certain places. So that this, this next summer, I really plan to try to cover a lot more water and a lot more different places I haven't been. So I need to look into that a little bit more, like where they drop you off at the top and then meet you at the bottom, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I know they offer that on the Susquehanna, a couple different places. And I've thought about it before. Um, Cause I usually end up, I know, if I don't do that, wherever I paddle to, I got to paddle back from. And so I always got to keep that in the back of my mind. Um, so it would be nice to definitely just do a straight float. I've done it a few times and it's, it's great. Cause you don't have to oh, yeah. <laughs> worry about fighting your way back upstream at all. But um, yeah, I've, I've thought about doing that down here. Cause there's a couple of places on duck river. Well, several of the rivers, but in particular for me, since I'm so close, there's a couple of places here on Duck River that do that, that'll shuttle you. The only thing about that is these places are shuttling like hundreds of people a day. Oh, really? So oh, my God. You got a ton of people floating down yeah. through there while you're trying to fish. You know, that's probably not. Yeah, especially if you want to do it on a weekend or something like that. Yeah. It's nice. But yeah, I, I did a couple um, and it was like, it was kind of getting close to winter. So there wasn't a lot of people out, but the fishing wasn't as great. But um, I've just been, I've been, I'll find a river like the Elk River or something like that. And I'll just type Elk River kayak or canoe and see what pops up. And there's, there's all kinds of places I've been finding about even within like an hour or two for me that I didn't know were there. That's and cool. I, I'm still, uh, I'm still trying to get where, get like a buddy and we'll do like a put in and a pull out. <laughs> come on down, come on down. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, cause there's spots that I don't feel like are going to be heavy. Uh, yeah. traffic where we could put in at one spot and p pull it out in the other but well tell me when you want to do duck river because uh let's I, do it I, i've been wanting to do that one and i've been hearing a lot about it here recently or last i guess last year and i still haven't had a chance to do it and that's the thing it's a lot of those you know i don't know what the flow is like but a lot of them if you can't do them paddling and paddling back up it's just so much work like if you don't have two uh, people you can't really do a lot of stuff it's right now yeah, it's, it's it's moving good, and you know all, all the big time fishermen up up here in this area, you know, like Josh Stewart and all them that love the Duck River, they say now's the best time to get yeah. out there. Like whenever it's like flooded, and it's almost and it's almost dangerous to be on there. <laughs> they, they, I don't know. They say that's the time to get out there. Where you always like last year when I interviewed Josh Stewart, he said that. Pretty much every time him and his buddies go out there, they catch a twenty inch or somebody. Oh does. wow! Yeah. Uh, but I, I I did it. So, this was my first year really messing with it, and uh, I did it some this summer whenever it was like calmer, and uh, I took my Jackson Bite FD out there as pedal drive, and 
you know, I was able to pedal upriver a good bit and uh, float back. But uh, yeah, it's I, I I never the times that I've hit Duck River, I haven't skunked yet. Knock on wood. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I feel like when I'm fishing. If I'm fishing flowing water, I'm gonna catch something. There's gonna be something hungry. It's whenever I'm, I'm trying to go out in lakes and do stuff more, and I just have no confidence. <laughs> but uh, that's something I've been trying to do during the winter. Because <clears throat> a, a lot of the streams I fish around here, you know, coming out of the mountains here in East Tennessee, that you can't catch anything out. They get so cold. I can't, yeah. I can't get anything out of them. Um, but, yeah, see, you have I, trout, I, trout there? Because I, I thought trout liked cold. Yeah, some of them have trout, you know, a um, little bit more north, a lot of them. You know, um, but then usually it's they, they start stocking it about this time of year. They'll start stocking it through spring, and that's when you can really catch them. Okay. You see, I've been kind of cheating uh, the past probably couple months or so, whenever I have gotten out. Um, I've been going, you know, little local place. It's, it's basically like a small pond, and, uh, you know, the water's low in it right now, and there's only like maybe – maybe like a two acre area that's like the deep part and every, all the rest of it's kind of shallow. So, you know, I'm just working that deep part with an underspin and a swim bait the whole time. I ain't having to go very far, but I've had uh, some decent luck out of it. Come Do you on, all have PB. Uh, down there? You did get a heck of a PB. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that was nice. Oh, I, I haven't even talked about it on here yet. Have I? I guess not. Because uh, that that one we recorded didn't make it, so you're gonna have to tell the story and pictures. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, it actually showed a picture of it at the in the intro. Uh, oh, yeah. Going on here, but yeah, I, I caught a a new uh, PB. It was 23 inch largemouth. Where we didn't have a scale, but we're guessing it to be about eight pounds. It was wow. thick, and man. Uh, Working that underspin and that swim bait, and I don't—I didn't really feel a bite. I just felt pressure on on uh, that line, and so I set the hook. And man, I'm, I'm, I was reeling so hard, and it took me a while to get it up to me. I went to net it, and I couldn't get it in the net, and I had to set the net down and readjust the pole in my hand, and then net it. But I uh, ended up getting it, and uh, one of my buddies was jealous and. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I would have been too. But man, it that was awesome. It, and the crazy part is, is I caught it on a rod that I got at Walmart that was on sale for fifteen dollars. <laughs> uh, I, I put uh, one of my reels on it. The only reason why I'm using this rod is because I it's the right action and everything that I wanted. And I don't have a better rod with that action. So I was using it, but you know, it, it handled great. And, you know, I've caught a couple other decent fish off of it now too. It's going to be your favorite rod now. Yeah, I know. Right. Well, it goes to show you ain't going to have no hundreds of dollars of rods to get out here and catch some fish. Right. Um, I was going to ask too about, uh, like the, the kind of the small water. I know one of the advantages, at least that I've heard about kayaking is that you don't have to worry about, uh, temp, uh, property so much because the water is not private property, but if you have to walk to get to the water, you have to worry about, you know, what kind of private property you're crossing. Is that true in Tennessee? I know it's kind of true in Pennsylvania. Yeah. That's from what I've from what I've talked to several people about it, and and uh, I I don't know if it's I think it's on rivers too, but pretty, pretty much if it goes through private property, as long as you float over it, um, you're fine. Um, if you touch the ground, you're technically on their property. Mm -hmm. um, if 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 they get picky, there's a lot of places. If you start looking around, I go to places all over Tennessee that are technically private property, but everybody and their brother goes there, and you can see the trails, <laughs> and you know it's it's one of those things like. You, everybody just does it um and unless you know then, then there then you get to, you can find people that got posted signs every which way and that's the ones you want to stay away from for sure but yeah so that's why there's a couple of creeks in middle tennessee that are awesome there's some of the best smallmouth fishing and i know that no one's fishing them because you cannot get access to it 
and I've been trying to figure out a way to kayak them. But there's like one bridge like 20 miles down from another bridge. I'm like, one of these days, I'm just going to take off and go. I'm just going to have to do like <laughs> just, a two or, three, two or three day trip. I'm just going to sleep in my kayak, I guess, or something. <laughs> yeah. But there, I, I've, I've been getting more, more and more into like just pushing myself to go further and like just, I want to go where no one else is going, these kind of places and stuff. It's, it just makes it a little more fun. And yeah, like I said, those fish are just even more wild. I was going to say, you run into fish that just haven't seen a lure, you know, so they're going to yeah. hammer anything you throw in front yeah. of them. That's awesome. So, oh man, that makes me want to go out and try that right now. So, <laughs> uh, zero skepticism. <laughs> um, oh, what was I going to ask about? I was going to ask about, uh, oh, uh, trout season. You were saying, do you guys have a trout season or do you, is it once they stock? Oh, <laughs> uh, no, it's year round. You have to get a trout stamp. But yeah. you, can, you can fish them year round, and um, the TWRA does a good job of. There's actually you can get on their website, and it'll, they'll they stock them. They stock a lot of trout, mostly. Well, I guess it's all through Tennessee, but the ones in the East Tennessee mountains are the only ones that will stay live all year. Mm-hmm. They'll stock them a lot of places in towns throughout Tennessee and little public ponds and stuff like that. But the ones up here near me, and there's there's a lot of them a little bit north, or there are a lot of wild fish that are in their their native. They, they'll stay there all year. And um, you, there's no season on them, but there's a different, different, a few different places. It's catch and release only, and um, some places you can catch and take home. And then there's just a size limit. But right. there's um, but there's there's a couple streams near me that there's wild like rainbow trout. But you know you're gonna get like a you know six or eight inch one, and they're all wild in there. And there's some, of course, up north, a little bit north. There's a lot of wild brown trout, like the Watauga River and stuff like that. And I I, I tried that the other day and. It was rough. I saw all kinds of big old ones in there. I could not get them. And I was trying to fly fish too, some. So it was, it was just, it was, uh, it was getting aggravating. But there's a lot of places where people catch some nice stuff. I know in Pennsylvania, we, uh, I think if now, hopefully I don't get us wrong or I'm going to get lit up on social media, but uh, uh, we definitely have a season where we're not allowed to fish trout. And I believe it starts the new year. <laughs> So right now we couldn't if I wanted to. Now, I don't know how you, if you go fishing for smallies in a creek, you say, well, I'm not going to target trout, you know, and hope they don't bite. I don't know how that goes. But um, usually, you know, early spring, we have the trout opener. I think it's sometime in April. So for between now and April, we can't really target trout for the most part. So um, you guys are definitely lucky down there. Well, you know, what you were just saying, um, there was – up up here, you know, like he said, you got to have a, a trout stamp. To you do in PA too. Yeah, yeah. It's so. Uh, last year, I think it was January. I had jury duty, and afterwards, I got out, and there's like a little park with a creek running through it uh, up here. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, I, I was fishing it for bass, and TWRA agent came up to me and was talking to me, asking what I was fishing for and everything. He's like, you got your trout stamp? I was like, no. He's like, well, this is where we release trout. He's like, well, if you catch one, just make sure you let it go. <laughs> I guess that's one way to do it. You're kind of freezing up on me, Ryan, a little bit. You uh, you getting any lag on your end? On my back? Now I can hear you. Yep. Okay. Yeah, your video, your video was frozen there for a bit, but I think you're good now. Yeah, I lost it. What What did y'all hear? Uh, you said yeah, the TWA or the the game warden dude stopped you and said if you catch one, put it back. Yeah, I don't know that the PA guys would be that forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, what, what what can they do though? If you say I'm targeting this, and your lure is something that people use to target a certain thing, I mean. If something accidentally bites, I mean, how how many different species have you caught bass fishing? I've caught several. I've caught bluegill. I've caught absolutely uh, uh, crappie. I've caught catfish. I've caught drum. Uh, I mean, yeah. all kinds of stuff. I mean, it happens. I've, I, so that's my opinion. You know, it could be different up there. I feel like they're not going to give you too much crap if you're throwing it back. Yeah, I, I see some people argue about that, and they're like. Cause there's certain areas that are like 
designated trout fishing areas, but they, mm -hmm. you can also fish for other stuff. And, but I, I don't know. There, I, I, I was actually the same thing happened. I was fishing this one spot and uh, a game warden came up and um, I, he's like, what are you fishing for? I'm like, I oh, just bluegill or whatever. And um, he just checked my license and left. And later I, I realized that that was a trout fishing area. I didn't even know it, but um, so, yeah, I was going to say, I, I would think if you're fishing for um, panfish, a trout is going to, hit anything a panfish like a bluegill or you know even a, a crappie would hit no well i've caught like um like little crappie jigs i've caught trout on those and worms if you're fishing with worms like that or um actually my my biggest trout was on a full-size spinnerbait bass fish. Oh. <laughs> and, and, and it was in a, it was in a river up here off the mountains that i didn't even know there was trout in it it was in the spring and um it was like a like a three four pound rainbow trout Hit the spinnerbait. Wow. I had no idea it was even in there. But um yeah, it's 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 funny to see what all you can see. Yeah, sometimes like there's all these technical ways to catch different things. That, that's another reason. Like I my, I started my channel, I don't know, sometimes almost at a jab, kind of at like a lot of these big time bass fishing people. Like, this is how you gotta do it. I'm like, there's there's a million ways to do <laughs> fishing and catching different things. So at the end of the day, it's a wild a wild creature. It's gonna, you know, eat. So <laughs> Yeah. And uh, you were talking about, you know, fishing places where, you know, you catch wild uh, fish and sometimes, you know, especially trout, uh, the wild trout are beautiful, like the the markings and stuff on them. They're just yeah. not like the, uh, you know, the stocked ones. So um, I know I've caught a couple of brown trout that were tiny, but were absolutely beautiful, you know, the markings on them. So that's definitely another yeah. reason why I think it's cool to to kind of go out and explore those places where, you know, people just don't either don't take the time or the effort to, to track down. So, yeah, I don't, I don't do quite as much trout fishing because I feel like they're just so delicate and sensitive. Mm -hmm. And like, every time I do a video, people give me so much grief. You didn't handle that right. You didn't do yeah. that. Right. Blah, you blah, didn't blah. wet your hands. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I forgot. And then, um, <laughs> and then there's a lot of places where they're just stocked so heavily. I, I went with a couple of friends and you could just like catch them one after another. I mean, it was yeah. all right for like a little while, but I'm like, there's not much challenge into it. So I, I don't know. I, I, I just, I just, I tend there, even though there's a lot of chattering, I tend not to go for it that much. I'll just do it every once in a while. Yeah. I don't, I don't do it much either. I, I do. I usually go, uh, the week it opens, I usually go a couple of times and then, you know, ah, enough with that. I'm going to go fast fishing. Yeah. So you were saying earlier, that whenever you decided to get into YouTube, you really had no experience. Uh, did you have any experience with any type of video editing at all or anything like that? No. So what happened when I moved here, uh, I'd sold my house back in middle Tennessee and I, I moved in uh, an apartment. So I had a little bit of money saved from selling it. And um, it was like, so I, I bought, I was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I decided just to do it. I'd been talking about for like six months to like start making these videos. I'm like, I'm going to do it. So I bought a camera and a laptop. And I never, I didn't have a laptop. Didn't have any kind of camera. Uh, I didn't realize I could, I probably could use my phone more, but, uh, and I bought like just the cheapest GoPro and um, started searching, started watching more videos on it, searching like webs or um, editing stuff. And I, I purchased a uh, Filmora Wondershare. Like uh, it seemed like a pretty simple thing to do, you know, 50 videos in before I really get the hang of it. But um, yeah, so I never, never did anything of that. I'm the, I'm the last guy that would probably be, if people think that, you know, I'm editing videos and uploading and talking to the camera and stuff like that. So it was all totally new. Just something I was like, just one of those things I was like, I want to try this, see what happens. And I'll figure it out. I'll figure it. If, I see all these other guys out there doing it. You see all these kind of, I'm like, if that guy's yeah. getting a hundred thousand views, I can get 10,000 views. maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, see, that right there is why I can't do YouTube is because I can't talk to the camera. It just—it's—I've it, tried it, like practice it or whatever. It—it's awkward, and uh, like I, I went out fishing with with JL folks before, before yeah. all the uh, like the Dale Hollow trip and everything. And the first time we went out together, uh, he's uh, he's like doing his intro over here. I'm over here fishing. <laughs> And uh, he gets done. I'm like, 
how long does it take for that to quit being awkward? He's like, it's always awkward. Yeah. <laughs> but, Especially uh, when someone else sees you doing it. I yeah, yeah that, that's, that'd be my fear is, <laughs> is somebody's over on the bank listening yeah. to me like, look at that idiot right there talking to himself. Uh, hey, ain't nobody know. watching your videos. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, it's really weird. I'm always like looking around like, okay, okay, nobody's around. Let me start this. <laughs> I, I, I've made over, uh, I just, I just made like my 450th video. Wow. So it's, um, you know, obviously you get adapted and, and, it, and that, what was, what's crazy about it? Like, um, I didn't think that, you know, you always hear about people starting YouTube channels and stuff like that. But what you have to have is, um, you just have to want to do it. Like when I started doing it, I was like, I'm going to do, you know, I'll do 10 maybe and then see how this goes. Then the next thing you know, I'm like, this is kind of fun, you know, and, and it's, you know, I did it for two years without, you know, making really anything, you know, it's all about, it's all just cause oh, I just want to, and then just to see how it grows. Like, Hey, I got a couple more views on that one. Hey, this worked a little bit better, you know? And then, then, then what happened was like, I just get more and more into fishing too. Cause I'm pushing myself to fish more, try more lures, try doing more things. And, um, yeah, it's and and now I just keep learning stuff all the time and just keep doing new and new things like so much, uh, so many times. Yeah. At what point did you really think, you know, wow, I I finally made it? You know, what was the the switch that made you think, hey, I you know I, I can quit my job, you know, and do this as my living? <laughs> um, there was a uh, I can't remember. Is it, it like I said, it was right at. It took me over like it was like almost two years before I got a thousand subscribers. I was like, do you, I, if I looked back at myself, I would have quit a long time earlier because I, I just didn't know anything. I didn't know that like what people were doing. I was like, oh, you know, 300 people watching my videos. That's pretty cool. You know, and it is. It's it's amazing. You can get that many people to watch it and then to just see it grow and grow. And then I'm at like four or five thousand subscribers and I'm starting. I got like two or three months in a row where I made like two or three hundred dollars. I'm like, this is pretty cool. And then it uh, in like two months, it went from uh like five thousand to like fifteen thousand it just it just jumped i had a bunch of views on a lot of videos I, you know one of those things it hasn't happened like that again and then like went from one month making like two three hundred dollars to the next month i made like three thousand dollars wow. i was like my goodness and that, that was the first time i was like i could i can make i could quit my job eventually and uh, <laughs> it, it kind of just it didn't stay at that it went way back down but I was like, I know what it can get up to. I know what can happen. He's trying to just, that was the first time I, I'd ever really thought about it. And then it, like, it was like six, eight months later, I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'd saved up all my YouTube money. <laughs> I just saved that money. I didn't do anything with it really. And uh, I quit my job. And um, so I had like, I had like $15,000 saved up. I was like, I'm going to hopefully YouTube, hopefully my income will catch up and I'm just going to like survive off of this. See what happens. You know, I got I live in, I got a cheap house payment, you know, and, uh, no kids don't like that. So I'm like, what's, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> I have to go back to work again, you know? Yeah. So, um, you know, and it's, it's been a year and three months and, um, and like I said, I'm starting to make a little bit more income from different things. And, uh, it's, it's st the, the YouTube staying steady where it's just a steady growth to it, you know? Um, and I'm, I'm able to, I just got back from Texas. So I did like a little week trip there and about once a month, I try to do a four or five, it's a seven day trip. So I, I'm being able to afford those kind of things. Just, you know, just trying to get in by and, you know, maybe it'll take off again. You know, you know, there's guys out there making millions. So it, it could easily double or triple this year. So it's, I'm just going to ride it until I get bored or I can't afford it. So. Um, what would you say is your, your most popular videos? I, I apologize. I probably should have did a little more uh, research. No. <laughs> I've watched a ton of your videos, but I don't know. I didn't look to see which ones had the most likes or anything. Um, I, it's it's crazy because like uh, several of the like most popular ones are ones that are I feel it took me like an hour and a half to film. It was just like a spur of the moment. Hey, I'm gonna fish this little area, do a quick little intro, see what you know. I don't even know if anything's gonna come of it. I, I do a you know fish catch fish and a lot of times I'll catch like a surprise like three pound bass in this little stream or something like that. And um, that's I got a couple like that. I got like five six hundred thousand views. It's, but um, my, my favorite videos are some of the Middle Tennessee smallmouth fishing. Um, I've, I've been able, this year I was I had really set on doing several of that I'm like I want like well done video showing like Tennessee area showing the stream showing what you can catch and I had a few where I went out and caught some um, some pretty good smallmouth you know in like a three four hour wading trip 
um, those did those did pretty good. And that, that's something I really want to try and do some more on. But some of my videos, I feel like I, with my best days is like the worst views. And uh, <laughs> well, I can't, I don't know, I can't figure it out. When we had JL on here, he basically said the same thing. He's like, he's like, I, I get, I put out these videos where I'm catching like a lot of fish and big fish, whatever. The videos that I feel like should be popular yeah. don't hardly get any views. <laughs> but then these little rinky dink videos that I throw out there that aren't that I don't feel are that great are the ones getting the high views. Yeah, it's 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 the whole. I mean, people obsess over. It. I've been talking. I've been meeting a lot more YouTubers and. Like trying to, I'm not trying to get out there, but just because I'm, I'm getting a little bit notoriety, notoriety, whatever it's called. But I've been starting to meet a lot more people, so I'm starting to like hear from different guys, like what they're trying to do. And I, I meet so many that all they're focused on is just like how make sure I have the right thumbnail, make sure I have the right title, I have making I got the right keywords. And most of the time, I, I really don't. Even, I mean, I'll try to do a decent thumbnail and like put in something that looks exciting, but I I hardly put any effort into that. I'm just like, if people are going to watch it, they're going to watch it. But I, I feel like the, the main thing that gets like consistent views is, is like um, just a picture of like some beautiful water, like some clear water or something like that, that, and, or like a really small stream that does well with my audience. Like I can hold up a, a big fish, something like that. And I'll get like no views. But uh, if I put like a little bit of stream, like the people, the, I guess the people that are on my channel kind of grown accustomed to that, they're, they're like, Oh, I'm going to watch that. What's in there. Yeah, because you never know what you can pull out. I, that's what that was the first thing that um, a buddy of mine, Dwayne Sudeth, is the one who turned me on to your channel. And uh, as I started watching, I'm like, I saw you, you see like the you know the fish that you pull out of some places, and I'm like, holy cow! I need to carry a rod with me more <laughs> often because I pass those kind of places all the time. So, yeah, I, that's what I love here. I hear feedback people nonstop. They're like, you know what? There's this little stream behind my house. That I never th tried to, thought about trying it until I watched your video. I went down there and caught seven bluegill and six bass in about twenty minutes. Or you know, they catch something. I'm like, it's just, it's just a, it's just pure. It's all, it's just excitement. You know, you just go down there expecting nothing, and if you get a fish, you know, it's like that. That was fun. Right. You throw you throw your line in there expecting nothing, and then all of a sudden you start hearing feeling that tug, and you're like, <laughs> holy crap, there's something in there. Yeah. So, awesome. Um, what would you say is like your, your, I like your favorite, uh, like kind of lure to throw. Do you throw mostly live bait or more lures or mix it up or. Yeah. Um, not, I, I do mostly, I mean, pretty much all lures now. Cause, um, a lot of the, what I like to do, I, I, I like to move. I like, if I'm walking a bank or waiting, I'm, I'm moving pretty quick. So I like to kind of just move and cast, move and cast, move and cast. And, uh, I, I'm just going to take like one fishing pole and a little, you know, waiting bag. And I'm just gonna like start walking and start casting. Um, this little lure here, I know you got the. Some people aren't gonna be able to see it. It's a little crick hopper, a little crick hopper. Yep. And um, that's that's a lure that I, I picked up uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, I started fishing with it. And I, it's just it's it's so fun to fish with. It's so fun to see the fish hit at it. And you know, you're coming up to this little small stream, and I'm like pitching in there, and they're just like three or four fish racing to get to it. And you know they're nothing but you know six seven inches long, but it's it's always it's always like a, it's just exciting to see them catch it. And um, what I, I've I've this lure I've gone to a lot for um, bass. It it kills it in the um, creeks and stuff. It's a Helgramite. This mm -hmm. is made by Nico, and uh, the the material on this one's like super strong. Oh, wow! But um, yeah, I actually yeah. have a couple of those. Oh yeah, I've got yep. something similar to that. Oh. Yeah. Nico ones are damn near instruct indestructible. Oh, yeah, though. Yeah. They, you like you can't tear that if you wanted to. Yeah, that Nico Nico reached out to me, or they sent me stuff way back. Like when I I, I didn't even have a thousand subscribers, they sent me some stuff to try, and um, I had this lure for like six months and never tried it. You know, as I'm learning stuff, and then I, I start fishing with it one day, and I just start catching fish, and um, I've I it works so good, especially for like creeks and streams. They just you know any kind, almost any bass, especially the smallmouth, they They'll just they'll bite that thing and they'll just hold on to it. They'll just that just and they usually they just swallow it almost. They're just like taking it. And uh, you know I I finally figured out a few little things. I'm definitely no expert. I've been watching some of your videos. I'm watching the guy on the spinner baits, and I'm like soaking that in. I'm like, <laughs> what do I need to do? How do I? Do? That's something I want to get better at. But um, it's it's fun to just go out there and um, that's why I like I'm good or I'm not good at but I, I like going to streams with clear water. Cause you can watch the fish's reaction and that's, that's how I learned. I'm like, 
okay, what did this fish do? What, how did it do that? And okay, now I'll translate that to bigger places where I can't see the fish and things like that. But yeah, um, I, there's a few different lures I like, but a lot of times I'm throwing, if, if it's a real small stream, I'm just going like a four pound line and throwing some couple little bitty lures or a little, you know, Bobby Garland, something like that. And just, you can catch seven different species, you know, out of the same little stream. How do you rig the uh, Neko, uh, Neko Helgramite? Like uh, just weightless on a, a wide gap hook or? Now, well, this is, I just started doing this. I was just doing like a um, Ned rig style, you know, but okay. you, get hung, you get hung up, which it works fine. This right here is a one tenth ounce. This is the Z Man. Um, I don't know if you can see it. The Z Man uh, oh, bu uh, Bullet Z, I think. I, I, I just found out about like a couple months ago. I don't know if it's been out for a long time or what, but I can basically rig it weedless and with just, you know, it's on a jig head. So it'll, it just, you know, I'm just sinking it and kind of just twitching it, barely letting it sink. And most of the time, if a fish sees that thing falling, they're just going to go over and pick it up. And they, and a lot of times they'll, they'll just pick it up real calm. I never have them, I hardly ever have them like just hammer it. They just go over there and they suck it in. And I've watched it happen over and over in little streams where I'm watching that fish and he just sucks it in and I just set the hook on him. I never feel anything, but, um, but yeah, that one, um, I, I like usually just a little bit of a weight, one tenth or one fifteenth ounce, sometimes like one twentieth ounce. Um, if it's real shallow or something like that. Okay. Man, I'd love to be able to do that kind of fishing, like a little lure, just go out there and wear out a bunch of fish. But Sean knows I, <laughs> I hate spinning gear. Oh yeah. I, I hate using it. And, uh, it, it makes it hard. <laughs> I can't use a. I can barely use a baitcaster, and I, I. That's why I, I never used one growing. Up. I didn't grow up in a fishing family or anything. I just kind of fished here and there, and I. I finally caught my first fish. Actually, my first fish on a baitcaster was a six pound largemouth. Wow! <laughs> Out of this tiny pond, my biggest bass ever caught. See, that's that's I because like, bait, <laughs> that's because baitcasters are dominant. Oh, so um, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to learn a little bit. Trying to get better at it, and like. You know, just be so. If I go with somebody else, I can use theirs or something like that. But most of time, all I use is spinning gear, like ultralight to medium. Maybe a, like I, I got like one medium heavy rod, but most most everything I do is like finesse style, light fishing. With, uh, and you mostly run light line, like four pound, six pound. How, what? How? What? Yeah, range I, I've gone over to a lot to braid. Um, that's just like it's, I don't know. I'll, I'll get this thing, and that's like. I'll switch everything to that. So I've been using like 10, 12 pound braid a ton recently with like a eight to 10 pound mon or fluorocarbon leader, something like that. And, um, and just cause especially, you know, obviously uh, y'all used it, but like, especially you're, you're fishing in these streams or on a kayak, you know, you want to set that hook and get that fish really quick or just, you know, don't have so much slack in there. And it's really been helping out, helping me. I feel like hooking up with more fish, just getting a better hook set. Um, but if I'm, if I'm fishing like the crick hop or something, uh, like six pound, four pound, uh, usually I just use like mono or something like some cheap line. And, um, and sometimes I, I got, I set up, I got a couple setups with two pound line that I use like trout magnets and real small things and, mm -hmm. you know, almost like micro fishing style, but I love using, I love, I, I have, I got a video. It's half a mile down the road. It's a little bit ditch. And, um, I got a hundred thousand views on this video and I'll, I'm catching green sunfish and, I think a couple, I don't know, a couple creek chubs or something in there. There's like, you know, tiny little things. But, and then I stuck the camera underwater and, the, you know, the water is a foot deep, you know, three foot wide. There was like a hundred fish in that little hole. It's, wow. it's amazing. And it's one of those, and it's one of those videos. I'm like, see, this is what, this is what you drive by every day. You can, there's little places like this. There's, you know, some people can care less about catching that kind of fish. And I get a lot of comments like that. Like, all you catch is tiny fish. Like, yeah, so <laughs> some people just want to go out there and catch fish, though. Yeah, like, they don't care what size they are, or what kind they are. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, we have the same thing. We have, I have a little creek right by my house. Um, sometimes when I take my dog for a walk, I'll take my little, you know, five foot trout rod with yeah. two pound test on it. And I, I started throwing, um, Neko makes a, a wax worm, and it looks yeah. just like yeah. a real wax worm and just a little tiny, like mule jig or something, real light. And just chuck it in there, and I can almost always just pull creek chubs out of there like crazy. So, and the dog doesn't seem to mind; he likes to watch me. So, I just I just used that lure the other day. I caught a bunch of trout on it, and um, and Blue Ridge, uh, Georgia. Um, I'd I'd switched to it, and it was just letting it sink, and they were they were picking it up, and I couldn't get them to hit nothing else. 
And I like it because, you know, normally, you know, if you're using real wax worms, you know, you kind of go through them pretty quick, but that's made of that Neko stuff and it just doesn't tear. So you can use it over and over and over again. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um, Ryan, you got anything you wanted to cover or anything? No. Uh, uh, we're going to have to get together sometime, though, since we're so close and, you know, put me on some of those little creeks of yours. And- uh, I might have to borrow a spinning rod. I've got spinning rods. I, just, <coughs> I don't use them much. What about, uh, have you, I've been, some couple people have been telling me about like ultralight um, bait casting stuff. Like, yeah, have you we heard about we, that or got into that or I haven't got into it. We talked to a guy a little bit about that right there. I haven't put too much, looked too much into yeah. it, but yeah, I, I definitely need something like that. Ethan from Online Outdoorsman, he's the one I've seen. Yeah, do that's it. who he we talked to. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and he, he throws that BFS. Um, I forget what it stands for, but it's basically a ultralight weight bait caster, like a tiny one. So, And he, he seems to wear them out on it. So um, I never I, – I, when I looked at the price of it, I was like, nah, I don't need a little spinning rod or uh, bait caster that much. I can use a spinning rod. For that. How, how much was it? I forget how much it was in the hundreds. So I was like, oh, no, well. <laughs> uh, there's got to be a knockoff. Yeah. Out there, though. They should come out with something cheaper. I'm sure coming up. Like, it's amazing what the, the stuff, how it drops just year to year. The yeah quality, just they keep coming out with newer stuff. And like Ryan said, you know, you don't always need crazy expensive stuff to catch nice fish. Obviously, you know, um, uh, I mean, I got to keep reminding myself of that because I tend to <laughs> spend a lot of money, waste a lot of money. I think we all do. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, that rod, uh, you know, I, ha- I had a decent reel on it, but that rod was like 15 bucks at Walmart <laughs> on sale. Uh, my last PB before that was on this like garage sale special <laughs> rod with a, with a, uh, a, a uh, boo garcia black max that i bought used for 20 bucks so i mean i don't know i guess i tend to catch my bigger fish on my cheaper gear or something i don't, I don't know <laughs> do you but, have uh john do you have gear that you go with or a brand or anything that you stick with or you're kind of <laughs> all over the place i i'm definitely all over the place but i am uh i do have a deal i gotta read it's supposed to come up for renewal here but uh pc fin i don't know if you heard of them they're they're mm-hmm. online only and uh, I, I love their stuff. I got a, I got a few here, but I, I do use a lot of. So I, I got, I've got several, you know, stuff given to me for free, and I still buy stuff all the time. It's, I, I just can't stop trying other things. I'm like, well, that looks good. Well, that looks good. I wonder what that feels like. You know, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I keep thinking I'm gonna find like the perfect setup. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, well, I don't like the handle on this one. I don't like this. I started nitpicking the littlest things now. I get <laughs> where when I first started, I had like a, you know, tw- uh, like a those nine dollars Shimano rods at walmart like the like the cheapest one you get and like yeah. a reel and i just caught all kinds of fish and uh now i'm you know throwing like a 200 dollars setup you know i'm like uh, but you know it's it's funny uh, the way it you evolve i guess and just want to get better because yeah I, it, I, obviously if you fish all the time it, it it does make a difference you know and stuff like that but it, it doesn't take much to catch a fish like I, I don't know how many times i've taken a kid fishing and they end up catching the biggest fish i'm like how did you catch that you don't have no <laughs> idea what you're doing <laughs> but sometimes yeah just, beginner's luck there yeah i started with all ugly sticks so you know and the nice thing about those is they're darn near indestructible as well so yeah um but uh that was one lesson that i had to learn painfully is that i definitely can't treat my nicer rods like i treated my ugly sticks because uh <laughs> they're not quite as uh tough they, you know, that, and that might be why, you know, I've I've been so successful with my with that cheap rod, is because I don't mind, you know, tossing it around or whatever. <laughs> where the the better ones, I'm like, okay, let me just give it a <laughs> cast here, you know, be gentle with it. <laughs> don't want to. I don't know. Still- no, I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty rough on. Man, I. When was it? I think it was that last tournament I did or something. Man, I reared back to cast and I my lure caught something on the back of my kayak and uh, man, it, <laughs> yeah, it, uh, it, it could have been really bad, but 
luckily it wasn't too bad. So, what kayak tournament are y'all in? I, this is something I'm really trying to learn a lot about, like all these different. I, I don't know what they're called. Um, all the, all the different ones out there, clubs or whatever. Uh, the ones local to me that I fish um, is uh, Cumberland Kayak Trail, and then I've been trying to do some stuff with KBFTN. And, uh, you know, I don't know about this year yet between work picking up a little bit and us starting to work weekends again, and then yeah. the kids will probably be in sports again this year. Last year they got canceled, so I was able to do a little more, but – this year they'll probably be doing it, so I'll be ball field on the weekends. So I don't know what I'm going to get to do. Well, uh, and then I'm kind of the same way. I I've, I haven't done much at all, really. I, there's a kayak anglers of Central PA that I belong to, and usually do a couple of theirs. And um, last year we on our channel we ran a, a noobs tournament for just people getting in. It was like real cheap to get in, and uh, every month you could you know it's just the most number of fish you could the biggest five fish you could catch and it didn't really matter where you're fishing or whatever. But, uh, so I did that each month and that was nice because that really, uh, got me out on the water way more than I probably would have otherwise. So um, I I feel like that helped a lot of people too. Like I just kind of learned the process of, uh, of, uh, you know, kayak tournaments, measuring the fish and all that. And we saw definitely people pick it up quicker than, like I was getting hammered right away. I'm like, hey, I'm supposed to be like, you know, kinda... <laughs> <laughs> we're the main noobs here, okay? Y'all need to settle down. <laughs> like putting up 90 inches and stuff. I'm like, whoa, whoa, yeah. down there, boss. <laughs> that, that I, that's um, I, I'm that's I, I'm trying to push myself into doing more of that. And I, I signed, I started signing up on the the Tin Cat one. Um, they're more northeast Tennessee, but mm-hmm. I know a couple of guys from Knoxville area, so. Uh, I've fished with them, so I'm kind of I, jo- I jumped in on that, and I I know not, nothing about it, and I'm starting to you know trying to find these all these different ones. I'm like, man, there's all kinds of them out there, and uh, really I'm getting is. a lot of cool. yeah, and uh, so um, you know, and the, of course, Tourney X and all that. So and uh, so that yeah, I was I was started doing I did like three or four online ones, and I'm like, oh man, I'm gonna go out here and fish all the time, and then <laughs> I go out like two times the month. I'm like, what? And still, I still <laughs> yeah. have to go out there. But um, I, I see these guys. Yeah, you'll see them. They're like 100 inches. I'm like, how many times did he go out and fish? I bet he fished. <laughs> you know, like trying to justify it. Or I'm like, did he just go out one day and catch all those fish? Or did he go out like seven times? And, you know, but um, I, I have a hard time just like sticking with it. Like I'll go out. I got the uh, Parks of Lakes pretty close to me. And uh, I'll go out for like about, about three hours in. I'm like, oh, my goodness. I've been out here for seven hours. I'm like, no. <laughs> so I, the first meetup I did, I did with the 10 cat on uh chill howie and um there was some other uh guys youtubers and stuff i like got into it and um you know i uh <laughs> the the first i caught a fish uh it was 18 and three quarters when i first started looked at the time it was a minute before we were supposed to start <laughs> oh <laughs> <laughs> i was like wow i was like that i didn't even think about like when you're supposed to start and all this stuff and and then i'm in my stupid kayak and, and this wind is blowing like crazy in the afternoon and I quit an hour early because I'm just so sick of the wind blowing around. This kid comes by and is, um, I think it was like a Hobie or something like that. And he's just pedaling right by me into the wind like it was nothing. I was like, I got to upgrade my kayak. That's my next yeah. thing. It's like, I can't I can't be doing all that. And it takes forever to cover water and everything. So, yeah, I used to make fun of all these guys with like these nice kayaks and stuff. Now I'm like, I see why you need it and, and see the, the, the fun of it too. For, you know, it's a whole different type of tournament thing, you know, and just a whole different you know, field. So that's, that's my thing is try to get more familiar with kayaks and get better ones and start to see what all I need. Have it set up right. Sounds like a plan. It's it's definitely fun once you start getting into it. Yeah. You know, you you catch some big fish in a kayak and let it drag you around a little bit. You know, that, that really gets you addicted to it. Yeah, the, the last y'all know, y'all know anything about Parksville, Parksville Lake over here? It's mm-hmm. over here near me. It's it's a small lake. It's a the Cody River system. <clears throat> it's super clear water. And um, the last time I went out, on it, like it was like it was like three weeks ago, and um, I cast and a muskie hits at the kayak as I'm picking my spinner out of the water. <laughs> and um, they'd stocked them like four years ago, and they're finally gotten grown. 
I was like, that that was crazy. I'm like, I don't, and I watch guys like Indiac Angler and people like that, and they're like yeah. handling musky like it's nothing. I'm like, I don't even know how to handle this thing. What yeah. do I, what do I do? But I'm like, like, oh, it's a pike, you know. <laughs> it, it, it broke me off and do dove under this tree that it was on, and I'm like, I don't even know how I would have handled it. Or I'm like, I got to learn things like that. Like, I don't. Even, so. I saw. I remember watching Catherine Field catch catch. One, I I don't know if it was a muskie or a pike, and she's like, I, I don't know what to do. Somebody somebody messaged me and tell me what to do. <laughs> you gotta keep fish grips on the on the kayak just for that yeah. reason. Well, the first time I caught a walleye, I didn't realize it was a walleye, and I went to to lip it, <laughs> and I was like, wait a second, nope, 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 I'm not gonna. Yeah. Well, you know that big drum that I caught, I'd never caught a drum before. Uh, and so I was looking at his mouth to make sure it didn't have teeth before. Because <laughs> I don't know, I've never caught a drum, you know? So, I, I, and I didn't have my fish grip. So I'm like, does this thing got teeth before I go stick my thumb <laughs> in here? And those things, those are nasty fish. They got the weirdest it's mouth nasty. too. Uh, <laughs> it's it, crazy. It, it's gross. You, you want to you go take a shower after touching that thing. Yeah. That's when I, I went to. I, I did a, a first, my first like saltwater fishing, and everything I'm catching, I'm like, they're little fish. And I'm like, can I touch it? Uh, is it gonna sting me? What? <laughs> I don't know anything about anything. So it's what's fun. Like, and that's why I've been able to travel around and just see all these different types of fish everywhere. And um, it's there's so many different types of fish out there you, that you don't even know about or you don't even think about. So like, it's it's wild. Yeah, I I we were down in North Carolina surf fishing and we were catching stingrays. And, uh, it was actually my, uh, what is it? My niece's husband. I'm not sure what that makes him to me, but, um, we call it a stingray and he picked it up and he's playing around with it. And I'm like, Oh, cool. So the next one I picked up and I'm playing around with it. We did it for like, well, he caught 10 stingrays and we're showing the people on the beach. They're like, Oh, wow, that's really neat. And, uh, sure enough, the 11th one was like the jerk one and he stung me. I was like, ah, uh, uh my finger like swelled up. I'm like, is this bad? <laughs> you know, should I be worried? Am I going to lose my finger? But uh, it just yeah. burned like heck for about an hour and then it went away. But I was like, um, I better be careful what I'm <laughs> touching and playing around with here. So, all right. Well, Go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say, you got a, uh, you want to shout out like your social media and your sponsors and all that real quick? Yeah, you, you know, I'm on, you know, Instagram, Facebook, but my main platform obviously is YouTube where I do my stuff, just Creek Fishing Adventures. And, um, yeah, I, I, I PC Fun, uh, you know, they got, they got, they don't have a lot of stuff, but they got, they've got really good quality for a really good price. It's just, um, it's just through online only. And then I just signed with Pradco and, um, they own, uh, you know, Rebel and Yum and Bobby Garland. And it's, it's, that's what's crazy though, because that's, that's the lures I started, a lot of lures I started out fishing with. Never had any idea I'd be, you know, getting paid to fish with them now, you know, stuff like yeah. that. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate their um, stuff like that. Nico sent me sent me a lot of stuff, and uh, I, I get stuff sent from, you know, I appreciate all my fans and everything and people that support me and stuff like that, which is crazy. Of course, I'm gonna thank the Lord for giving me this opportunity to do what I'm doing, and and I get that's the thing I love about my being out on YouTube and doing whatever you want to do. You know, I, I, I try to put Bible verses and like, you know, talk about Christian stuff and stuff every once in a while, just to. Just, you know, that's that's who I am, and I want to, you know, express that and stuff like that. So I, I appreciate being able to get to do that, and I get to do something like this, being on a <laughs> a, a call with y'all guys, and uh, that's, that's pretty cool doing doing things like this. So it's uh, I'm I'm thankful for what I've what I've gotten, and I'm hopefully just be able to use it to help other people and encourage people. And you know, so many times I've heard recently, like people like you know, especially through COVID, like I. I'm glad we have somebody to watch, you know, something that's not, you know, political or something like that, which yeah, it just can drive you crazy. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I didn't never realize I was able to, you know, be able to be a help, I guess, you know, call it to, to certain people that um, are just looking for something to watch and enjoy and things like that. But, yeah. Well, awesome, man. Appreciate you coming on here and, uh, you know, talking with us here um, for our listeners. You know, we're glad to be back. And I want to uh, apologize for not coming back when we're supposed to come back. You know, we had a, we had a, uh, what's the word I'm thinking of, Sean? A uh, technical difficulty. A snafu. Yeah, um, <laughs> our our uh, episode that we did got ended up getting recorded and couldn't be recovered. So, yeah, so we're coming out the week afterwards. But uh, yeah, we're. 
we're back in full swing now and hopefully no more snafus and uh yeah so this has been the bass fishing for noobs segment on the paddle and fin podcast bringing you the techniques tricks and tips to help you rip more lips later guys thank you guys Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at paddle, the letter N, and fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle in Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at paddle, the letter N, and fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle in Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com.